the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour. Only on AM860, The Answer. Mostly sunny skies for today with a high of 85. Clear tonight with a low 70. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow with a high of 84. Partly sunny skies for Tuesday with a high of 83. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD. I got Ken with me this morning. Good morning, Ken. Morning, Doc. How are you today, sir? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Pretty good. How'd you come through, uh, Ian? Well, we uh, went up to the office, which is a pretty heavy block building with a gyp deck and uh, very narrow hurricane-proof windows, so you could hardly hear any wind blowing, but we didn't get much here in St. Petersburg. We, we really could get... I mean, we were so lucky. We dodged the bullet. up. It's just... What's happened down on the beach in Fort Myers is, is just devastating. And uh, did you see the causeway washed out? I, I did. That's that's amazing. It really is. I mean, it just ripped up the the the, the blacktop and the concrete and cut a big swath of that bridge right out. If if you guys don't know about it, the causeway goes out to Sanibel Island and some of the other little barrier islands. And you may say, well, if people build on the barrier islands, then they get what they deserve or they deserve what they get, um, which is probably to, to a degree true. And I think if you're going to live on the coast here, you, you, you have to be willing to accept the risk that go along with it. Uh, and, uh, certainly hurricanes are one of them, but uh, this apparently was one of the biggest to hit the continental United States. I think and it's the fourth th- biggest ever hit Florida. Oh, yeah, it's a big storm. Um, I, it was not a Category 5, but it was a Category 4 when it made landfall at Fort Myers. Fort Myers is about, what, an hour and a half, two, two hours south of St. Petersburg, I'd say, Ken? That's a good estimate, yeah. And uh, we were looking at that thing hitting us head on, but they always try to scare us in Tampa Bay because we're such a, a large population base. We're the second or third largest population uh, in the state in the Tampa Bay area. And, of course, the the powers that be don't want to see a, a massive disaster. It would have been five times the the cost and the number of lives uh, uh, if it had hit here directly. I think so far what we're over 60 dead that they've counted, 60, 65, something like that. Uh, last estimate I heard may have been 70, but um, don't quote me on that. Going up, well, maybe going up. And uh, you say, well, that's horrible that, that we lost 70 people. But you know what? That's pretty damn lucky. That's a, that's all we lost. Well, know? they're still counting too. So they're still counting. I mean, you know, it, it's probably going to be over a hundred once they dig up the the uh, dig out of the sand in the barrier islands. And uh, a lot of the homes that were destroyed were, of course, uh, stick. They were two by four wooden homes. Uh, the block homes didn't seem to fare as poorly. 
and of course then he mobile homes and manufactured homes they got whacked i'm always but, amazed at the power of the sea i'm amazed by weather in general it just it, it's it's really i've, I've always loved the weather uh, i love a storm uh, but uh, i also have great respect for the uh, the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the the damage that they can inflict they're pretty awesome dude i was you know living in chicago all those years I've gone through, through some uh, pretty bad blizzards, and um, I was wondering when I was moving down here, which is worse, a blizzard or a hurricane? And I can tell you for sure now, it's a hurricane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, a blizzard, uh, you may have a few people get stuck in their cars and freeze to death, but... Uh, but your house is not going to blow away. The house is not going to blow away. I mean, you may have some roof damage if the, uh, if the snow doesn't slide off, but... Uh, other than that, you just sit around and wait for somebody to clear the streets, and you pay somebody to come and shovel your driveway, and you're out. Yeah, as long as you got heat. Exactly. And some running water, you're you're good to go. We uh, we did uh, throw sandbags and plastic uh, at the garage door and at the front door and back on the patio door, the lanai door. And I went up to the clubhouse, and I, I taped uh, – plastic and sandbag those doors as well we got all the furniture inside but we we didn't have any damage in our house or our office just you know tree branches down that sort of thing and the only damage i saw at the clubhouse was that one of the gate latches had broken and i guess the gate was just swinging in the wind and the bottom rail you know where it meets the the upright post for the uh, you know how it gates like a box it's got two rails bottom and top and then two posts and then pickets in the middle. It had just uh, torn both of the of the joints, uh, the the welded joints on the bottom of the rail where it met the the uprights. So we're going to have to get that down. I did replace the 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 lock on the latch on the gate so that we didn't have any any children or dogs or cats wander in there and fall in the pool and drown. Uh, liability as well as loss of life. So. That was about the only bad thing we had happen, Ken. It was an ama- I mean, it was just a miraculous situation that we didn't get whacked. Now I lost. Um, well, we had a. Uh, uh, we still have. They're still there. There wasn't that bad. We have a lanai that has about six or seven sliding glass doors around it on two sides. And during the height of the storm, when the winds were around eighty miles an hour, I began to notice that one of the doors was leaning leaning from the bottom towards the top on kind of about a 30-degree angle or so. And mm-hmm. then the next one next to it started leaning as well. And then the third one next to it started leaning as well. They're, they're all part of one set. And when I went out there, I noticed again that the track on the bottom had moved. Apparently, the people who put this thing in some 20 years ago, whenever they put it in, never secured it to the floor. Oh, my God. So the wind was blowing the whole, all three doors in. Oh, no. At the bottom, yeah. And it was, all three were going to come crashing down, so I found everything heavy I could find out in Lanai, bird bats and things like that, and, and put it up against the door, and they finally stopped moving. But I uh, managed to push them back in yesterday, so. Well, good for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get your concrete bit and drill some, some holes in there. <laughs> no kidding. Down, dude, and get a little caulk, too, would be nice. Yeah, well, we'll I take care of all that. This is another reason why in this area we have to have strong uh, hurricane code, building codes, and, and enforcement of those codes because 
you know, these builders, uh, the, they're the subs or whatever, they'll cut corners if they're in a hurry or if they've had too much to drink the night before. So you got to keep an eye on it. And people make mistakes, and that's why code inspectors are there, to catch those mistakes. Yeah, and they catch mistakes, and uh, you just have to keep an eye on things. It's 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 like uh, keeping an eye on your health and taking care of yourself and getting an annual checkup and uh, getting all your vaccinations and staying on your medications and not smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, it's important, really, to to – have these codes and to abide by them. And we changed the codes here in Florida after Andrew back in the 90s. And now we use the hurricane straps on the uh, rafters and on the ceiling uh, uh, joist and, and the the wood and the corners, two by fours. I think shutters are mandatory now, are they not? I don't think so, but... For new uh, construction? I, I don't think they are, but I mean, you can get the hurricane uh, proof windows. They're, I mean, they're like 150 mile an hour impact. What they do is they take a two by four and they shoot it at the window at about 150 miles an hour to see if the window will will uh, crumble. And uh, that's that's what they're doing now. But I don't think with new construction you have to do that, but I may be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't. We built a new house a couple of years ago, and uh, they were there, so they they came with shutters, which was nice. Yeah, and uh, those are absolutely, uh, uh, I think, uh, better than the hurricane, the storm windows, because uh, even if you have a hundred fifty mile an hour two by four hit your window, it's still going to crack it. You're still going <laughs> to inside. The shutters are are a lot easier to replace. You know, the window you got to got to take out the sashes and uh you got to unscrew them from the from the wood or the concrete depending on what kind of home you have and slide them out and then you have to order new ones and caulk and you know it's 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 a little bit more work than just unscrewing the hinges on a hurricane shutter yes it is i almost lost a palm tree in fact i probably will in the next storm it's leaning over that much huh well it's it's leaning at about ten degrees right now. Well, and, they'll I mean they'll lean over seventy degrees and still live. Well, I was watching the ground to come up on the back end of the tree as the wind was blowing, so I don't know if it'll reset itself or not. I'm not that familiar with palm trees. Yeah, you well you realize that they're not really trees. They're grasses, aren't they? Yeah, they're in the grass family. They're big overgrown grasses. And we have uh we've have uh uh, memorialized and made sacred the uh, the palm tree down here. I forget which which species it is. And you're not supposed to cut them down without permission. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I'm I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to. It's like the live oaks in in St. Petersburg. You can't cut them down without getting a permit from the city. Oh my God, the tree huggers are back, and now we got the grass huggers. So, at any rate. Well, I'm we glad got, you came through everything okay, Doc. Yeah, and I'm glad you did too, Ken. I'm glad your windows didn't blow in on you. You guys had 80-mile-an-hour gust. We didn't have that up here, but you were close. You're further, what, you're about, what, 45 minutes south of Yeah, yeah, about, about 30 minutes north of Sarasota, yeah. You were pretty close to the epicenter. You were, well, maybe 50 miles away from the epi, from the eye. I was close enough. <laughs> close, enough for, yeah. <laughs> close enough for windows to blow out. Yeah. That weren't screwed down. 
So, yeah, I got to take care of that. You're absolutely right. I got to get myself a, what, a hammer. I've been reading about it. I have to find a hammer jack or uh, what do they call it? The special kind of screwdriver you use to put some something like that in. Hammer drill. Hammer drill. That's it. Called a hammer drill, and you'll need concrete bits, and you'll need regular bits because you're going to have to go through the uh, aluminum or wood at the base of the housing of the slab. Well, the slab. holes are there. They just didn't put. They just didn't use them. Well, make sure you get some uh, uh, some uh, epoxy or some uh, uh, thread lock and put it in there too, so that it doesn't come loose over the years. And uh, put a little, also put a, l- a little dab of caulk down in there to keep the the hole from bleeding, you know, from uh, yeah, I'll sink water back up at you. So you got to do a little bit there, and you should be okay. But uh, if you if you already have the holes in the concrete, you really don't need a hammer drill. No, but I do have to dry. I have some tile I have to go through first without cracking, so I'll have to get like a diamond bit or something like that. Anyway, yeah, yep, you'll need that. So. Somebody's calling you, bud. Hey, hang on a second. I bet I know who this is. No, hang on here a second. <laughs> the captain. I'll bet this is the captain calling to give uh, some advice. Captain, is this you? Yes, it's me. What's up? What's up? What's up? I can tell you what's up. I just left somebody from the Cajun Navy. From the what? I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit there. Okay, I'm going under a bridge. I just left somebody from the Cajun Navy. Cajun Navy. Oh, oh, Cajun Navy, yeah. I they got about a hundred of their boats down here working uh, down. The, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm coming out of Sarasota right now. I had to come down here for a different reason, but they got about a hundred of their boats down working in the zone, and they were all headed back to where they were going. Yeah, I I saw one of the guys on the radio or on the television this morning, and he was praising DeSantis's response. He said that uh, DeSantis was the most responsive of any governor that he's encountered after a big storm like this in the uh, in the Gulf Coast area, you know, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. So uh, I thought that was high praise coming from these guys. This is a, a volunteer group from Louisiana. And yes, sir. They, and they go in and they help rescue and and uh, redo and bring in water and different things. They're, they're good guys. Well, let me tell you something. The people that stayed on the Barrier Islands were crazy. They've had over 1,015, uh, I'm sorry, 1,500 rescues so far on the Barrier Islands from people that stayed behind. That's nuts. They never should have been there. And the governor did give warning. Now, the, the press is criticizing Governor DeSantis and saying he didn't give adequate warning. But once the storm track changed, uh, he ordered his uh, emergency people in the county uh, higher-ups to uh, order a mandatory evacuation. Now, let me explain this. In Florida, mandatory evacuation means that you should leave, but you don't have to leave. But if you don't leave, uh, don't bother calling for help because nobody's going to come and rescue you. <laughs> after the storm's over. So mandatory means, well, it's mandatory if you want to be okay. And if you don't want to be okay and you want to take your chances, well, then you're on your own. Because I think after 40 or 50 miles an hour, winds start up, Captain. I don't think the police or the fire rescue people will come out. You're right. 40 miles an hour is the limit. But here's the other thing. I've been told by a couple of legislators, state legislators, they're going to change the regulation for the next time around when they get back in session. They're going to make it mandatory with a fine. You'll get a ticket. You'll get a ticket right on the spot for staying behind. It's a, I don't know what the cost is going to be. I've heard different rates. But that may change their minds. 
Yeah, and we tried to get all of our neighbors to uh, leave, to go somewhere, come up to the office with us or whatever. And uh, I know several of them said, no, they were staying. Now, they said, well, the course has changed and we don't think it's going to hit here. But you never know with a hurricane. They have a mind of their own. Now, Doc, I want you to know something. Your signal can be heard down as far as Puerto Gorda on 860. I know because I heard it all the way down to South Sarasota where I had to go to this morning. And uh, you're talking to people that are down there that are listening to you. Well, I, I would like to say hi to everybody in Punta Gorda and South Sarasota, and I hope everybody's okay. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you, as much as I know how to pray anymore. And, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad Ask that... Ask Ken, he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, when a hurricane was blowing 80 miles an hour, I was saying a few prayers and hiding under my bed. <clears throat> oh, and one other thing, one other thing. My kudos go out to the first responders. I've seen people from everywhere down there and around. I mean, New Jersey, Virginia, Pennsylvania, my brothers from New York, FDNY, people from Massachusetts, people from Illinois, firefighters everywhere down there. Most impressive to me, Captain, uh, is the, are are the uh, various uh, electrical linemen crews that come from all over the country. Yeah. And and even here in St. Pete, I, I was riding my bike down in Gulfport yesterday, and there were several trees that had come down and the lines were down. And there were three or four crews from out of state that were repairing our lines for us. Uh, I, I tell you, it's 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 really uh, remarkable the the uh, the goodwill and and also our ability to do this. Still there, Doc. I'm here. I don't know about him. By the way, Ken. Ken. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I-75 is open again. It was closed for about 24 hours because of flooding. Uh, okay, yeah. over, the, over the river there. Yeah, yeah over the Mayaca and the Benavides Rivers. No. Fort Myers is still closed. Fort Myers is, but not, not Sarasota County. It's open again. Okay, good. That's good to know, Captain. Well, Kevin, uh, all right, I got I got a convoy of power trucks coming south right now. Nothing I recognize, so they must be out of state. I'm coming over the bridge right now, and they're coming south out of St. Pete. There you go. All right, Captain, Not you drive sure. safe on your way back here. Oh, I'm gonna. Give I'll be our, there shortly. I'm bringing the food. <laughs> Give my kudos, Captain. Tell them we love them. Take care, you guys. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Captain. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Captain Mack can be heard on this here radio station every morning at 2 o'clock. Yeah, 2 a.m. if you're up. He tried to get me to come on at 6 a.m. I'm like, dude, that's when I'm working <laughs> crossword puzzles and drinking coffee. Captain has more that. energy than a 20-year-old, I swear. I know. Well, you know what he does is he can't naps all day long. So wherever he goes, he just sits down and goes to sleep for a few minutes. Hey, it worked for Thomas Edison. That's the way he worked all his life. That's the way Abraham Lincoln worked. Yeah, you know what Abraham Lincoln did? He would hold a pencil in his hand, and he'd lay his, he'd let his arms drop down, and his, and his, uh, you know, big chair. And then when the pencil, when he fell asleep, and the pencil would drop, he'd wake up. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The pencil alarm. I like it. <laughs> anyway, enough about the hurricane. Let's get on to something else. So we got. We've got uh, the markets melting down, Ken. I don't know if you noticed that. I have noticed uh, some big numbers at the end of the day. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that uh, what happened in Great Britain this past week 
has uh, further deteriorated the markets. Uh, it's a mix of inflation, higher interest rates, and they also, uh, the, the new prime minister, she implemented a 1.8% tax cut, which of course all the all the blue collar people are saying is for the wealthy since the wealthy paid or the well-to-do paid 99% of the taxes anyway. And so uh, the, uh, the, the, do they have a 50 year government bond? 50 year pays four to 5%, uh, which is a long bond. I don't think we have more than a 20 or 30 year, but I'm, I don't know for sure. But, I've uh, never heard more than 20 to tell you the truth, but 50 but, is a very long time. The bonds lost a tremendous amount of money in a day and then came back a little bit. And uh, and so their market crashed. The The pound is down against the uh, the dollar. I think it's down about 17 or 18 percent below the, the one dollar level. So what what's so that's 83 cents uh, that you'll you'll get. So this would be a good time to go to Great Britain because things will be extremely cheap for Americans. So, uh, you know, uh, 83 cents is what the pound is worth against the dollar and about the same for the euro, which is really unusual. So this is a really good time to go there, but they're they're going to have some hard, hard uh, their, their markets are crashing. They're going to have some hard times. They're raising their interest rates and. Uh, they're working their way into a stagflation, and the Chinese are noticing this and criticizing them. The, the state, uh, the the Chinese Global Times is criticizing the British uh, uh, collapse, as they call it. And I think, Ken, that of course the the Chinese want the yuan to be the world uh, currency. They want to see the the dollar and the pound go down, go under. But guess what's gotten even stronger worldwide? What's that? The dollar. Yeah, the dollar, yeah, the dollar's gone up, and and part of this is that bond traders are saying, you know what, if you overspend, federal governments, we're going to punish you, and they punish the the uh, the markets by saying, we're not going to buy your your bonds, which is how you get money in, into the coffers as you sell sell bonds or treasury notes or whatever you want to call it. And then when you want to decrease the amount of money in circulation, you you swap it back. So uh, you get people to buy your bonds and they hold a little piece of paper and they give you cash and you put that into the treasury. And then and then that all this has to balance out. So when Congress says we want to spend a trillion dollars, uh, it has to go through budgetary committees. It has to go through the treasury because it's a business. And at the end of the day, at the end of the year, you have to balance your books. So your debits and your credits have to equal equalize and you have to have assets to offset your liabilities. Otherwise, nobody will do business with you. Nobody's going to do business with a country that is upside down and broke. And uh, that seems to be the situation Great Britain is approaching and we may get there shortly too if we don't do something. So uh, we need a balanced budget amendment. Well, I don't think we need a balanced budget amendment. We need a responsible central government that's not going to throw good money after bad and and uh, bail out everybody and his brother, you know, and forgive all kinds of student loans and float out all kinds of loans to to businesses that don't deserve it. Some of that is 
is normal operating procedure, and you have to have that for a country to run. You know, it's the same way when they were building the Transcontinental Railroad in the 1860s. The government basically subsidized it with the intent of, of being repaid after the after the uh, the railroad was built. And you remember they met at Prominent Tory Point. The Golden Spike, yep. The Golden Spike, yeah. And uh, the incentives were, of course, the loan from the federal government to build the 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 railroads across the country and one group one company came from omaha and another came from sacramento i think and um, they had a race to meet in the middle and the more track they laid the more federal land they could uh, claim so it was a twofer not only did they get a loan to build this thing but they also got free land these companies as they went along and these rail beds are still they're still intact and still owned by private or by corporations, publicly held corporations, but basically not by the government. I think somebody eventually stole that Golden Spike, didn't they? I've got one that looks a lot like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My dad said he got it from his dad, who got it from his dad, who got it from some Chinese guy. (laughs) 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 But, you know, the Chinese Americans, they built that damn railroad. They sure did, absolutely. Coming from the coming from uh, California to Promontory Point, they were because what would happen is the the European and the American guys would come, and then there'd be a gold rush, you know, here, there, everywhere, or a silver rush, and they'd all throw down their tools and go go mining. And the the uh, the the Chinese Americans are like, hell, we're not going to do that. Well, let's just stay here. We're getting paid better than we've ever gotten paid before, and we got three hots and a cot. Yeah, God yeah. knows how. People died laying that, but... Uh, well, going over the Rockies, can you imagine going through the Rockies? That must have been unbelievably hard work. They went through granite. Yeah. That was before they had uh, mechanical drill, so they had to hand drill, and then initially they were using black powder to uh, blast through the mountains, and then nitroglycerin uh, came along, and they started using nitroglycerin, and then California said, well, you can't ship it anymore because it's too volatile, it's too dangerous, there are too many accidents on the roads. And so then they started making the nitroglycerin on site at the railroad uh, at the railroad construction sites. And of course, that that, uh, that sped things up considerably, but it, it also greatly increased the, uh, the death rate because you'd have an occasional- <laughs> Yes, you would, I imagine so. <laughs> And speaking of blow-ups, I'm still I'm still upset about uh, Meghan Markle. This I, I know I talked about that last week. Ken, I don't know why she's so nasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she's an actress. Oh, okay. So she's a drama queen. She's, a, she's not nasty. She's a diva. She's a diva. Okay. And it's William. She's married to Harry. 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 She's married to yeah Prince Harry. Now William's in line for the throne. And He's Harry's next, not- right? Now, yeah. now, Kate, we love. And Kate, we love. But now, listen, what is with Harry? I mean, he is so whipped by this woman. She threatened to leave him if he didn't come out publicly and support her and then threatened to leave him again. And she said, I'm taking the kid and leaving. I'm going to Canada. Of course, she ended up back in Hollywood. And then I think they're back in London temporarily. But And she wanted to be paid for her royal appearances. <laughs> well, it's what she's she used to. Keep- yeah, and she wanted to keep all of her free gifts, and you know they're trying to explain to her, you, you, you're you're not an actress anymore. You're a public figure, 
you're kind of like an elected official and you can't take free gifts because it's considered a bribe. You know? And she says, all I did was marry the guy. What, what, why are you taking this stuff from me? She's like, and she refused to give it up. Yeah. Well, and yelling at the help. He sounds like Hillary Clinton cussing him out and giving him a hard time. Anyway, I just had to get that out there because <laughs> you know how I am about the Royals. Uh, well, I know I, doc, Take what yeah. we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to do a little break here. You settle down, get some coffee. All right. I'm going to try and, and regather myself. And uh, <laughs> we, we need a question, dude. We need a question. Oh, that's right. We haven't done a question. Hang on here. I got it right here. Okay. All right. This is for, as always, to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. And the first caller with the correct answer will win. And as always, the question comes from the first half of the show, somewhere we talked about this. If you were listening, you have the answer already. And the first one to call at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600 with the correct answer wins. Where, I say where, did Doc ride out the hurricane? Where did Doc ride out the hurricane? First caller at 877-969-8600 will win. We'll see you on the other side, Doc. You got it, buddy. All right, we'll be right back. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Panic after police fired tear gas at an Indonesian soccer match to drive away rampaging fans last night has left at least 174 people dead. Most of them were trampled upon or suffocated. It's one of the deadliest sports events in world history. Attention immediately is focusing on police use of tear gas, which is banned at soccer stadiums by the governing body of soccer, FIFA. Russia has attacked the Ukrainian president's hometown with suicide drones, and Ukraine is pushing ahead with its counteroffensive that has embarrassed the Kremlin, Ukraine taking back control of a strategic eastern city, Lima. And rescuers continue to evacuate survivors of Hurricane Ian off the coast of Florida on barrier islands, hundreds of thousands of people are also still in the dark. The death toll from the big storm in Florida stands at 47. This is SRN News. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ, Dunedin, by downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 727- 7-3-8-4-6-4-1-1. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 
Strife, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Mostly sunny skies for today with a high of 85. Clear tonight with a low 70. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow with a high of 84. Partly sunny skies for Tuesday with a high of 83. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. Got Ken with me, and we're doing a radio show and streaming live on a few venues. <clears throat> and from what uh, the captain tells us, we're making it all the way down to South Sarasota and where else? Punta Gorda, did he say? I think he said as far as Punta Gorda, yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. Me too. <laughs> the tentacles are getting longer. Oh, boy. And we have a winner, Doc. Oh, we do. What do we got? We have Betsy McKinley. Betsy McKinley is. One of my favorite towns, Largo, your winner today. She was the first one to call with the correct answer to the question. The question was, where did Doc ride out the storm? Doc, where were you? I was at the office. That's right, and Betsy knew that. She was listening earlier this morning when we gave away the answer there, and she's going to get those two. Dr. Bill, two very coveted Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs be headed your way, and thanks to everybody who called in and tried to win. Betsy, thanks for listening. I wonder, Betsy, is she related? Ken, maybe we'll find out another time, but maybe she's related to President McKinley. Well, that'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. If she is, uh, she needs to come on and tell us about her great, great, great uncle-in-law or whatever. And if she has any memorabilia from that era. Yeah. yeah. She should call Jeff at the antique show. <laughs> make, a, make a couple of bucks on old grandpa. <laughs> so uh, do you know the Nord... Uh, pipeline, you know what that is? Yes, I know. Last I heard, we sabotaged it. Well, they the Russians said we sabotage it, and we said the Russians sabotage it, and the Germans said, well, it's just a defect in it. And uh, so I'm looking at the the bubbling. It's if you don't know what the Nord pipeline is, it's a pipeline from uh, northwestern Russia, right near the Finnish border, the St. Petersburg area. It's on the uh, on the Baltic. Uh, sea, and it runs in the Baltic Sea t- to northern Germany. So these countries are all pretty close together uh, in that European arena there. And so there's a couple of pipelines that pump natural gas uh, from Russia, which the Russians have drilled for and are selling to the Germans. And, and now with the war going on and uh, the, the pressure from NATO and the United States and whatever for the Germans to quit using the Russian gas, uh, one of the pipelines has been shut down, and I guess this one, I don't know if this is the active one or not, Ken, but it's bubbling away. It's letting gas into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. greenhouse gas. So um, I don't know if Joe Biden's going to put on his 
his scuba gear because the you know it's <laughs> fairly fair, it's fairly shallow and go down there and plug it up with some bubble gum or something but uh at any rate so now and did you hear the uh you know chechnya you know it's one of the russian provinces uh, and uh, that's where they had all of the uh, muslim terrorists that attacked people in, in moscow years ago at any rate it's part of the russia uh, country, you know, it's kind of like Puerto they, Rico. They annexed it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And um, so their leader, their president, he said he thinks that Putin ought to go ahead and use some some uh, some tactical. I mean, some uh, yeah, some ta- some field nuclear weapons against the the uh, the Ukrainians. <laughs> and so Biden said, if you do that, we will respond. You know, blah 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 blah. Are we getting into a world war here? I'm, I'm a we're getting, worried. we're inching closer. We're inching closer. And the I real problem say, now is he's just annexed the new areas. Honestly, yeah. It was a sham vote, but he's now considered those part of Russia. And Even though the Ukrainians are taking them back. Right. But as he was announcing they were his, they took the, the major city back in the area. Yeah, the major city back while... While uh, Putin was saying that's now part of Russia, and that's a oh really? Come get it! <laughs> Ukrainian flag fly over City Hall here. But he also said he won't really go to nukes unless somebody violates Russian territory. So now, have they done that? Have they? You know, is that is this just a way of him coming up with an excuse to use nukes, saying, "Well, you violated Russian territory when you came in with your American weapons." Yeah, and I, I think that that's certainly uh, uh, a possibility that they're going to use that as as a ploy to escalate the war. And, you know, they're drafting 300,000 men, 300,000. <laughs> and there's riots going on in some of the cities and protest and uh, oligarchs are bailing. And I'm thinking about selling my shares in the Russian uh, Trans-Siberian Railway. I don't know if that's going to stand up much. No, no, keep the railway stock. Keep the railway yeah, stock. They're always going to need the rail. Railways will always be there. <laughs> Even when the electric cars have all stopped. Yeah. We'll still be taking trains. Pretty well, soon we're going to be on horseback. I'm waiting for Gavin Newsom to start supplying the whole country with uh, cheap electricity from his <laughs> room. <laughs> he's having trouble just keeping L.A. on. Come on. <laughs> L.A. is having trouble keeping smaller cities than that on. But uh, I don't know if you've seen the windmills out there up on the hill going out of, uh, out of the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm like. Is this really going to power the whole world? <laughs> well, this this is not going to work. And it's, I think that solar and, and uh, wind power are only supplying about 15%, 20% of the electricity out in California, and certainly much less in other parts of the country. But, uh, oh, well. We have, to, we have to move on to nuclear. We've got to get rid of that stigma. We could take, you know, we could do a deal with Putin and say, look, we'll give you uh, – Eastern Ukraine, and you give us all of your nuclears, and we'll reprocess it into fuel for nuclear plants. Do you think he'd go for that? No. <laughs> no. But it's a good idea. <laughs> then I'm not going to even propose it to him. I tell you, this is just. I think he's going off the deep end. I really do. I, well, I, you know, I think this is pretty typical of the uh, the Russian hierarchy, the czars and and the uh, the, the communist, uh, the Stalins and the Lenins. They have wanted control over the Black Sea uh, for centuries, and they'll do anything they can to get it. And they've been at war off and on with the European powers 
and the Ukrainians and the Poles and everybody else trying to get their hands on all of the Black Sea. They keep running into Turkey, which kind of slows them down. And uh, occasionally they pick a fight with the Germans. They don't seem to fare very well with the Germans. I, I, I don't know if the Germans are willing to stand up and fight at this point, but you never know. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to turn a, a nation around. Uh, look at, at Pearl Harbor. Look what it did to our country. We were basically pacifists. We didn't want to go into World War II. And then when Pearl Harbor hit, the whole country did a 180. Yep. You so never know. You don't know you what's going to set it off. That's right. And, you know, if, if somebody accidentally drops a, a, a nuclear shell on, uh, you know, several thousand U- Ukrainians, uh, that, that could be the trigger that people say, whoa, that could be us next. Well, I think we got to do something. You see, that's just it. We got to do something. If we, we don't, do something. if we don't, the gloves are off. Uh, and we cannot sit back and just let this happen. And this is what I said even before all of this uh, flared up when they started mass troops on the Ukrainian border, when the Russians did, I said, we've got to send troops into the Ukraine and send a clear message. You know, you punch a bully in the nose and you send him home to mom crying with a bloody nose. You don't wait for him to come in and beat up the little kid. You got to step in early. Exactly. And we're the big kid. You know, we're, we're the, we're the big kid, but they didn't listen to me. <laughs> I don't think they like me. Kid. I know. And we beg them to. And yes, we really do. But they just don't listen. Meanwhile, China's pitching a fit at the International Energy uh, Nuclear Energy uh, Commission, which is now part of the United Nations. And they're they're trying to thwart the AUKUS deal. I told you about this several months ago. That's Australia, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And the the uh, the deal here is that the United States and Great Britain uh, are going to help the Australians build nuclear powered submarines. Of course, the Chinese press is turning this into uh, nuclear armed submarines, which I don't think that's the uh, primary intention. The, I think the primary intention is to give the Australians uh, some strategic weapons that are ultra powerful and ultra quiet and that's nuclear. So you got two things, Ken, you got a nuclear reactor that basically makes steam. It's a big steam reactor that turns a turbine, which then produces electricity uh, from a generator and that's stored and used to run the motors. Now the, the actual nuclear missiles are in the silos and they're not part of the nuclear reactor. So you got two things. The nuclear missiles are much higher, uh, much more enriched uh, uranium uh, or whatever we're using, plutonium, uh, for the bombs. And uh, that is highly explosive because it's super fissionable. But uh, we're not saying we're going to arm them with nuclear weapons. I mean, we probably will, but and the Chinese are trying to spin it that that's what we're going to do, although they don't have any direct evidence. So they're blocking and they're they're rallying a bunch of, of the smaller countries behind them. Is it but working? I, are they are they lining up behind China? I haven't heard any of that yet. Well, according to the Chinese, they are at the uh, at the uh, at the big meeting, the IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Association, or whatever they call it, conference. Uh, they're they're the United States and Great Britain and Australia are going there to seek approval and get support, you know, try and play by the rules. Sure. And the Chinese are saying, well, we don't think you should, and, and we want everybody to vote with us. And I, uh, they say, 
Now, I don't know if the vote's been taken, but they say they've got the votes to to at least at that level halt it. Not not that they can halt it, Ken, but they can make the United States and Great Britain and Australia look like they're not team players. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see about that. We shall see. I I love it when the Chinese use, use international law, cite international law at any time about anything because they, they, they flout it more than anybody else on the planet. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's at every level. It's not only at international law, it's at international accounting principles and standards for their corporations. And they want to list their corporations on our, our exchanges. And we've been saying to them for years, well, if you're going to do that, you have to have accounting principles that are like ours and that are reviewable by us or by our auditors. So just as we audit our com- our companies and uh, and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do and not cheating the stockholders and uh, not not uh, doing things accidentally to hurt the company, uh, we want the same thing for Chinese companies that they're going to list on our stock exchange and our people are going to invest in them. And they've been fighting that for years. And, uh, you know, at every level, they, 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 they want climate change. They want to be part of the climate change uh, treaty, but they don't want to obey it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way they are with everything. Oh, no, the China Sea is ours. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's not okay. And, uh, you know, this is, this is uh, just the, the typical of the, the way the communist Chinese have behaved over the uh, decades. And at some point, they're going to have to think long and hard about what they're doing because they're not going to fit into the world community if they keep this up. Well, now, speaking, back- of, speaking of the world community, if if, um, if Russia were to go nuclear, don't you think even the Chinese would say, okay, well, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a bridge too far there, fella. And- well, I would think so because if the Chinese get pulled into it, I mean, they're, you know, they're no match for us. Neither is Russia. One of one submarine could take a whole continent off the map. One of our nuclear subs. True. With the multiple reentries, uh, you know, you, so let's say you have 20 missiles and you've got 20 warheads on each one of them. That's 400 nuclear warheads, and I don't know how many megatons those things are. They're probably capable of destroying a, a whole county each. And uh, so th- this is th- this is not to be taken lightly. This is not to be taken lightly. And the Chinese better think long and hard about. Uh, backing the Russians up, and they probably are. I'm sure that they they're showing a a good face to the Russians, but I don't think they've given them a whole lot of support. I may be wrong. Yeah, uh, I I haven't seen anything of you. No, not 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 really. No, I've heard uh, some stories about the North Koreans sending things, and maybe Iran, but that's about it. Well, Iran's sending their drones, which are probably junk, and the North Koreans are sending half-starved troops. <laughs> yeah, which are who probably... don't who don't speak Russian. I'll bet. And, and who are probably glad to get out of North Korea. They're yeah. probably, hey, what, now that I'm here, can I seek asylum in Russia? Yeah, we won't be coming back. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a step up to go from North Korea to Russia. It'd be a big step Oh, up. yeah, huge. They actually huge. have food in Russia. Back on the other side of the pond, uh, do you know the newspaper called The Guardian? The Guardian. I've seen some articles from The Guardian. The Guardian is a British publication, and it's ultra-liberal, like most everything coming out of the uh, press, and especially out of the British press. And so now they're they're going after our Supreme Court. So they're saying on Monday, the nine justices of the Supreme Court will take their seats at the start of a new judicial year. 
even as the shock waves of the panel's previous seismic term continue to reverberate across America. And so they think that uh, that uh, the court has eviscerated the right to an abortion, loosened America's already lax, or our gun laws are lax, erected roadblocks combating the climate crisis, and awarded religious groups greater say in public life. Oh my God, this is coming... <laughs> This is coming from the British news. <laughs> Ken, Ken, something's, wait, something's not right here. I, am I missing something? The whole world seems to be focused on our conservative movement. Uh, it's just that people like to talk about it, I guess. And, you know, I, I remember back during the summer when the uh, Democrats were beating the, uh, the war drums about uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned and it looked like they might be getting some traction from that for the election. And now it looks like things are turning around. Again. Right, because, because voters always vote their wallet in the end. And I think people are concerned about uh, not only the economy, but about uh, illegal immigration and the increase in crime in the big cities. And and uh, this is uh, this is something that, uh, that we really have to take seriously. I mean, th th this is what we're about and self-preservation is the first law and if you don't get that one down then the rest of the day is pretty well shot now my son he's he thinks that uh DeSantis sending illegal immigrants up to where where do you send them to uh, somewhere <laughs> uh, some, somewhere they, up, some rich community up there yeah. uh but uh he said, now nah, that's just a political stunt. I said, what are you talking about? Why should the southern states that are the border states shoulder all the responsibility for illegal immigrants coming in? You know, you got two million illegal immigrants in so far this year. Who's going to take care of these people? They don't have anything in their pockets. They come here broke. Yeah, you have to. It should be it should be national policy. You spread the pain. You want open borders. You've got everybody's got to chip in. Well, for basically. Biden has just ignored the law because the borders aren't supposed to be open. And the remain in Mexico uh, ruling was upheld by the court. And he said, I'm not, not going to do what the court says, which he's not the first president to do that. I mean, a lot of them have have ignored the, uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, I like what uh, Andrew Jackson said after he uh, got rid of the federal banking system. And of course, we went into a depression. Uh, and he, the Supreme Court overturned it, and uh, he said, "Do they have an army?" Says <laughs> <laughs> <As> I do. <laughs> uh, let me see them enforce it. So, I mean, you know, it's it's the same rub that's always been there between the executive and the legislative and judicial branches of any government. How much can the executive, the the king or the president, get away with, and how much will the legislation? Uh, step on him and how much will the judiciary block him and how much will the country back up the judiciary or the legislative or the executive branch so we got we've got some questions going on here and i i, I don't really see the supreme court as 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 having uh, stopped the right to an abortion i think they just said that it's up to the states to decide that it's it's not in the federal uh, constitution as to whether or not you should have uh, religious or health care rights. It's, it's uh, I mean, health care, not religious rights you do have, but health care rights and, and, you know, 
say over your own body and that sort of thing. I mean, the states, different states have different laws about vaccinations, Ken. Uh, Alabama's uh, Mississippi, I think it's Mississippi has the, the the most extreme that the kids have to be vaccinated before they go to school. And they're, unless it's a medical situation like some autoimmune disease, uh, you cannot have a religious uh, uh, reason not to vaccinate your kids which only makes sense since, uh, you know, Jesus never said anything about vaccines, neither did Mohammed or Buddha. You know why? There were no vaccines. That's right. <laughs> there weren't any. And, uh, you know, I'm, why would God be against vaccines anyway? <laughs> you know, you know. I can't imagine. He gave us everything we need to take care of ourselves, so why would he be upset about it? Yeah, I mean, I'd be like, uh, you know, dude, as I've said before, he's a Darwinist anyway. He's like, because I've talked to him occasionally, and he says, I'm just as curious how, how this is all going to turn out as you are. I just set the whole thing in motion. After that, you're on your own. Exactly. <laughs> and it should be that way. It should be that way. And that's that's one of the big, the, the big problems with all religions. They've gone through this over the centuries is, uh, is it fatalistic? Are we predetermined? Or do we have some level of free will? Can we... Uh, make decisions. Uh, and of course, we do make decisions, good and bad, right and wrong. And that's how we learn. Uh, but, free, uh, free choice. That's right. You pay for your mistakes. You pay for your mistakes, buddy. You pay for your mistakes. So at any rate, I guess the uh, the uh, Merrill versus Mulligan concerns Alabama, where Republican lawmakers want to draw up congressional district maps that would give black voters the power to send just one African-American member to Congress out of a total of seven representatives, even though black Alabamans make up a quarter of the state's population. I'm sure that this is skewed a little bit and gerrymandering, as you know, is actually goes all the way back to the beginning of our country um, <clears throat> where politicians, whatever party was in power, would redraw districts to try to make it more favorable to their, their party and uh rescue the uh the, the population base so uh if yeah. you have there's nothing new about redistricting so no there's nothing new about that and and uh the supreme court has been fairly laissez-faire over this for uh all times and saying well look you know that's a state issue and you're gonna have to work it out at that level unless you can show us that there's some breach of the federal constitution yeah, this may or may not be a good reason to change the Constitution and have the the House represented uh, representatives voted on by by the entire population of the state. But the the problem with that, Ken, is that then the big cities would uh, would would ha hold the sway once again, and and it would be up to the Senate to keep that from uh, becoming a runaway. You know, one-sided, lopsided democracy, where the big cities are telling the rest of us what to do, even though we're feeding and clothing and building their houses and <laughs> taking care of them. I mean, you know, because you can't grow anything in New York City, for God's sake. Try and you grow can't. some corn on Man in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Let's see you. Let's see you put up a pine forest and chop it down and and make it into two by fours. I mean, come on, guys. You, the, one hand washes the other. This is nonsense that people think that they should have the right to dictate one segment of society to another i mean you got to work together or it won't work at all this history of our great nation is compromise 
Dang, I hate that word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, that just eased me off so bad. And the wife is, you know, she's always saying, well, can't you compromise, honey, which means see it my way or get out. Well, that's not a compromise. Although she's been very nice to me this week. Um, I'd be Barb, suspicious. 85-year-old, she came up to the office with us and another one of the elderly women here. And uh, they were all praising me, except for my wife, about how hard I work because, you know, I'm hauling this and that and sandbags and equipment and uh, air mattresses and pillows and food and, and hauling it all back out and cooking for them and cleaning up after them. And they're like, hey, Mion, you know, you really got a good husband. You better treat him right. That's right. And you know what, Doc? We got about 20 seconds left. I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. I'm at 727-384-6411, and I want everybody to give us a call and come see me in the office. I want the whole world to come see me, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for being here. All right, Doc. Take care, man. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at cancareclinic.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.